0: For three years, fans of Young Justice followed the adventures of Robin, Kid Flash, Aqualad, Superboy, Miss Martian, and Artemis as the Justice League's Black Ops unit. When the series was canceled in 2013 after its second season, concerted effort was made to revive the show. After five years of streaming, tweeting, and petitioning, their prayers were answered and the third season was greenlit, along with other original shows, on the new DC Universe app. Today... We're exploring Young Justice Outsiders in the TV legacy of DC Comics since the show first aired in 2010. I'm Brandon Kessley and this is NerdCraft Nation. alpha squad reporting in to discuss young justice outsiders the third season of the animated series young justice released earlier this year outsiders consisted of 26 episodes and introduced a slew of new characters most notably halo forager geoforce cyborg and Terra. i'm brandon Kessley, and joining me on alpha squad for this mission are austin hall hello jose lopez hey there and chris walker g'day so Chris, I'm gonna start off with you. What were your thoughts on the, this season of Young Justice? What did you like, what did you dislike?
1: Honestly, I thought it was great. I thought it was really funny at different points. The action looked amazing. And truthfully, it exceeded my expectations. I have felt that I needed to lower the bar because it's been, what, five years? Oh no, over five years, um, closer to six years six, seven years since Invasion, so I didn't want to get overwhelmed. I just wanted to be whelmed. But right, right. Uh, no, it really exceeded it. The amount of characters is both an asset and a negative because you get so many stories that you can play with and deal with. You have Geo Geoforce and Terra, <laughs> but you also wind up ignoring people in the background. Static doesn't talk that much other than just saying, I need a girlfriend five times in one episode. <laughs> wonder girl is there and relevant uh, i don't know i want to know yeah i want to know more of like the bat family's like missions and everything like that and they tease at red hood and uh batman son- damian wayne but they yeah. don't really do any more than that and it's like it's nice to have teasers but like these are teasers that you guys can play on later and that you've already teased that originally so Could have been fun, but honestly, it was a great season, other than that. The villain choice was great. That was the slow turn of Geo Force to becoming a dictator was a very smart move. And the use of Metahumans as a grounding point for the show was also just a continued smart move for the show. And honestly, this was a five star season, in my opinion.
0: All right. Don't know if there can be a more seller review than that. I mean,
1: Just reiterated my entire review of it.
0: (laughs) Did you have a favorite hero or a favorite villain?
1: I really enjoyed the character arc of Cyborg this season because uh, I think in the original comic books, it's not a father box that turns him into from Victor Stone, star athlete to half man, half cyborg. But the entire thing with the father box and the mother box, that was really cool. I'm trying to remember the exact name of the other character i'm thinking of but the young lady who dies oh halo halo yes i always forget names so easily but halo was really cool her power structure was very fun to watch and i liked seeing beast boy kind of just step up and mature like that was very interesting to see because beast boy that you get in teen titans and T-Titans Go is like the childish, immature character, but he gradually just, I don't know, he became a real leader this season and that was kind of amazing to watch just him step into his power.
0: Yeah, and into the spotlight in, in, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. just like kind of leaning into it.
1: Very much leaning into it and very much just recognizing that he has the financial means and just the juice, so to speak, to do things.
0: Yeah, he had the juice.
1: Got the juice.
0: Uh, did you have a favorite episode from this season at all?
1: I really enjoyed the Nightmare Monkeys episode.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Which,
1: yeah, Garfield is go- supposed to be going on a date, but he finds himself trapped within his own mind because of the good goggles. Yeah. And there's the, uh, there's like the cutaways with the Doom Patrol and cutaways to Teen Titans Go, and you have Wally West come back for a hot second. I enjoy that. I enjoy that greatly. Especially the Doom Patrol, we're all gonna die. Yeah. Of it all. Yeah. They're a Doom Patrol. What do you they're a better Suicide Squad than Suicide Squad? <laughs> Let that joke stay eternal. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But that was one of my favorite episodes. I like the fight scenes in the episode where um Batman, Metamorpho, and I think I want to say that's Katana. Yeah, it's Katana, yes, Katana, Go to Santa Prisca.
0: Yeah, the original um, you know, Sans Black Lightning, the original um outsiders from the comics. Yeah,
1: yeah. I love that. I love the just the fight scenes and the espionage of it all. That was real
0: dope. That's all that's true. That's true. It mm-hmm. definitely they definitely had a lot of that. And it's something that's been a really long uh through line of the series. That that spy thriller and espionage feel.
1: Yeah. Well, this team is a black ops team.
0: Yeah. Like you're not supposed to see
1: Black Ops members. You're supposed to just hear about things that they do on the That's low. True.
0: That's true. Any any final thoughts? Give me the
1: Robin and Bat Family spinoff that I want, America. <laughs> give me give me the power to make this cartoon, and I will do it, and it'll be brilliant. And I will make you lots of money, DC slash Warner Brothers. Slash HBO Max. I'll I'll, I'll work for any of you fuckers. (laughs) Cut the check. Cut the check.
0: Got you. All right. All right. Jose, what did you think of the season? What were your likes and dislikes? Favorite characters? Favorite episodes?
2: All right. For me, my favorite part of this season
0: was probably like the story arc that I kind of
2: like picked up a few years later after season two. I like that. and I actually like that Wally didn't come back. I like that his death meant something, that it, it stuck with our characters. They had to live through it. Uh, my f- new favorite character this season is probably uh, Forger or Fred Bug with two G's. Uh, <laughs> Halo. Loved Halo. Just the innocence of those two. Just like their attitude through it brought something new and refreshing to the team, which is great. And when we're like already deep into season three. I do agree with Chris that we barely got to see any of the Bat family, so I hope that they have a bigger presence next season. And for me, I think my favorite episodes are between Private Security and Exceptional Human Beings. Yeah, those are those are both really good episodes. Yeah.
0: Exceptional Human Beings, that was the one where... That's,
2: that's uh, the one with, uh,
0: that Chris just mentioned with the Batman, Katana, and Metamorpho yeah. doing mm-hmm. the... yeah.
2: Uh, black Ops mission. Yeah. And private security, uh just so great with all the Harper. Roy Harpers. <laughs> 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 all the Harpers just teaming up to make their own security team.
0: Fantastic episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, I want a clarification on the Roy Harpers because there's the okay. one who, there's the original Roy Harper who had an arm cut off. There's yeah. the one who has a kid with Cheshire. Yeah. He
2: changed his name from Roy Harper to something else. I forgot.
1: To what. Will. Will, to Will Harper.
0: Okay. To Will because that was the middle name. That's Roy's middle name, Will. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's Jim Harper, and is Jim formerly Guardian? Yes.
1: Oh. Yes, he's shit. the Guardian that makes from the so pilot. Makes more sense. Okay.
0: Yeah, he's the Guardian from the original pilot from season one, and then that and just in season adds two a when weird he layer to season one then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, he, he did pop back up in season two. When they were trying to get um, Clone Roy, now Will, to stop searching for the original Roy, which, thank God, he didn't listen, even if it was destroying him. That's true. I mean, they
1: don't show the fact that, well, spoiler alert if you haven't read this in the comic books, but, like, Roy Harper gets super addicted to drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like... It
2: was on Cartoon Network lot. still.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of other fucked up stuff happens with him. But yeah.
2: Yeah, I really thought we were going to get more Darkseid this season, but I guess they're saving that for like later on because this season was mainly Granny Goodness taking on like the relationship between Vandal Savage and Darkseid. It got a little broken this season and then repaired towards the end, and Granny Goodness got the end of it. So I think we'll probably see more Darkseid. Probably. I mean, and who then... else
1: from that cabal of Darkseid's people have we not seen? His son we've gotten like hints at, but like never really dealt with him. Orion has been an impersonator. Was an impersonator at one point.
0: Yeah, it was uh, McGann's brother, actually.
1: Yeah. McCom. I can't think of anybody else. McGann's
0: brother
2: was Malefic in this. Malefic?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Malefica? This (laughs) Malefica right here. (laughs) This (laughs) Malefica right here. But yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, there's a a good amount of people from that cabal of a family to mine still. Ooh. Maybe they're gonna steer
2: clear of Stephen Wolf for a while. You, you think? Yeah, I think they're gonna like you know what they made him. They used him way too much in the Justice League live action movie. We're just gonna steer clear.
0: Yeah, and and he also came out Well, not came out. He was a part of the Justice League action uh, cartoon a little bit. I remember seeing an episode with him fighting Superman while Superman was on a red sun planet.
1: I mean, I have a theory that that entire TV show was just promo for the movie, basically. That it was just a failure. The move, the minute the movie failed, so you know, doesn't count.
0: I mean, it lasted two seasons,
1: three seasons, I think. So did a lot of things. Big Bang Theory just like ended after
0: twelve seasons. It doesn't mean that it was good. Damn, that's <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Jose, any any final thoughts before I, I move over to Austin?
2: Yeah, overall, really enjoy this season. I'm looking forward to what they do next season. I'm pretty still convinced that they thought this was going to be the one-shot season, but then they got renewed and was like, oh, let's just change the last episode so that way we can just like keep going and keep the storyline going for next season. Fox. But yeah, I'm excited where, the char- with, where this chapter takes over.
0: You could be right. And we, we don't know when that next season is going to come out yet, but because it's not coming out 2020, but maybe 2021, maybe 2022. But at least we know that we're getting it. Okay, Austin, how did you feel about the season? What did you like? What did you dislike? Favorite characters? Favorite episodes?
3: I thought it was okay. I came into it with high expectations, and I really thought that they would take things to another level, and I think I came into it with my expectations too high. Okay. Because I came out of it saying, meh. I just, I don't know. I... I remember you guys were hyping it up a lot as you were watching it, so I was expecting something grand, but it, I think it was the worst season of the, the three they've done. The reason being that I feel like not much happened okay, in, in the season, and there was a lot of storytelling issues I had. Uh, the main being the fact that they used naked exposition uh, for those that Aren't aware what that means is it's basically whenever characters in a story outline what's going on instead of the story actually showing him what's going on. That's fair. There was, I feel like you guys are going to hate me after this. No, no, was
1: entirely their opinion.
3: No, nah, go for it, man. I couldn't stand Jake Bug. I'm sorry. I couldn't stand him.
2: You um, mean Bug with two
3: G's? The, the <laughs> whole. I I I my my hope was like oh he's only gonna be a few episodes and then I was like oh no he's he's a main cast member this sucks what I don't what I don't like about him is the fact that the voice annoys me Fred bug likes whomever Forger doesn't like that I found that extremely annoying and I also I don't know if that was like for The kids or something but then again they had a lot of gory stuff that surprised me and grossed me out and i found unnecessary such as when cyborg gets his face mauled off completely unnecessary didn't need to see that didn't want to see that so i couldn't tell like if this was a kid's show or an adult show and i felt as a result that the writers didn't know either which is why things that I could give slack on for a kid's show, I can't really give for an adult show, such as what I said about the Naked Exposition or the Forger character. I just came out of it thinking, really, that's it? And, and then I came out of it thinking, yeah, it's fine, whatever. So I'm sorry, everyone. I hate to burst everyone's bubbles, but that's just what I got out of it.
0: No worries. Nothing to apologize for. I mean, you feel how you feel about it.
3: That's what do you true. hope to
2: see for next season that you think they could improve upon, Austin?
3: Show me if it's an adult show or a kid show. Like, you, you can't do both. If you're going to make it a kid show, make it a kid show, take the gore out of it. I'd like to see less gore, no matter what, but take the gore out of it and show me. hype up the kitty cutesy stuff of it then. Fine, do that, but don't do both.
0: Austin, a question for you. Yeah. Are you a longtime watcher of Young Justice, or were you watching it because of The Outsiders
3: coming out? I was a longtime watcher. Uh, Okay. It it came out on on Netflix. Okay. And I I really loved it. For years, I was was really hoping for a third season, and I thought that was never going to happen. And then when I found out it was going to happen, I was very excited about it. I can verify that.
0: Okay, that's fair.
3: So I think that colors it for me, that I've been waiting for so long, and I just, I never felt like there were high stakes. I never, I mean, there were things that that happened that didn't feel like a twist to me because I saw it coming. So I was disappointed. I can't lie, I was disappointed. Okay.
1: Actually, which twist did you think you just saw coming
3: over time? there was the doctor dr jace yeah and for a while i i didn't know what was going on there and then i figured it out a little bit before it was revealed which i guess doesn't really count but i don't know i don't like to figure things out before a show show shows me and i didn't like that i also i thought it was weird that the big twist of everyone knowing tara was a double agent already was a weird twist. I feel like it just got shoehorned in there. That's understandable.
0: With the Tara thing, I think that was the only realistic twist that they could have gone with was that because everyone is already so used to Tara being a character that just literally comes in as a double agent and then sacrifices herself and so they're like what can we do differently with her? How about she actually lives for once and then does something different?
1: Yeah, and I'm going to add something there. Tara also has a weird um How do how do I put this? You know, I'll just say it like this. Um some R. Kelly shit. Some R. Kelly shit with with her and uh,
0: with her industrial yeah,
1: Yeah. and that's like a healthy history of that. And the writers for DC have been like trying to peel that away from it over the past couple of years. There's a lot of literature on this actually, and make it not as creepy as it has been in the past. And they wanted to make it, I guess, in this um, iteration. more of a father daughter energy there so that peppers into that relationship but like that also takes away from the original character i'm not saying i agree with it i'm just saying that if you do that you should put more active energy into the characterization and building that character story or give us show us more of it
0: yeah that's that makes sense that makes sense
1: Which plays into austin's naked exposition
0: Uh, Definitely. Yeah. The Naked Exposition, while it's something that I think has been a part of the show's history from the jump, um, that does definitely make sense. That does definitely make sense. And I think that plays into what Chris was saying a little earlier about having a giant cast being both a gift and a curse, where they're juggling so many characters and not necessarily focusing on or or like some of the things they just kind of write in. So that way they can try to force focus on certain subset of characters, even if they're showcasing this wide cast and wide variety. On Austin, on your point about Doctor Jace, I think that one was that something that they had actually been hinting at the whole season—that you shouldn't trust her, that she is weird, that she is this and she is that. Yeah. And even I mean, if you if read the, the comics,
2: then you can kind of like guess at it because she's a bad guy in the comics.
0: Well, not even just that. Like even even on the Black Lightning show, but just like yep. just even just from the what we got in Outsiders, everything she was doing was just really creepy and really weird to begin with. Yep. There was no way in hell that anyone should have trusted her. I mean, I mean, granted, no one should have trusted Tyra either. So I, I think the one thing that I can say about that, regardless of naked exposition, is that good, for the first two seasons, they dealt with traitors and, and moles and stuff like that. It just wouldn't make sense for them to be like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go pick up someone who was enslaved by the light and then just magically trust them. Yeah, no. And they dropped a couple of hints about that as well in the, the season. And that's not to say that it was like, oh yeah, this was great, but... I think they tried and then just did, just maybe came up short in terms of fully developing that plot thread. Yeah. Maybe both of those plot threads too. But the Dr. Jace thing was like, it was, this was like a running meme on social media as well, where it's just like, should we trust her? She seems really creepy. Like, I've
3: been had.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the whole like, oh, I, I come to think of them as kind of my own. How? I get Brion. why Halo? That was like the first weird thing.
1: You left her for dead, like, bro, chill. Yeah.
0: Oh, I come to think of those as, like, kind of my own children. Really? So what, you're experimenting on these kids, and then all of a sudden you just feel like, oh, they're your own? Ah, hmm. Fucking mad scientist. <laughs> <laughs> she was like Red Flag City. All over the damn place. Oh my gosh. Austin, what did you like about the season?
3: I liked how Artemis developed. It's very easy to get tropey and be like, you know... They could have gone the way of making her forlorn, pining for Wally, unable to live her life. They went in a a more complex way where she's dealing with that the way anyone would, but she's also a full-fledged human who has a life. I really like that. That's why she remains my favorite character, which is why Overwhelmed was my favorite episode because they gave her some closure. Yeah, they touched yeah. on that and, and finally dealt with it. I was surprised that I was okay with Wally staying dead because when he died, I was very upset about that. And I was like, this sucks. I don't even care anymore. And then in this season, even though he's dead and there are only few flashes of his character, that I think they did completely... And that I
0: appreciated. Wally was someone that was handled really well. Keeping him dead ended up being a good plot thread. And it Mm -hmm. really let us get back to that original core cast. And, you know, just a a bunch of the things that they tied back to the first season. Um, The Dr. Fate connection with Zatanna. Wally being Dick's best friend and also being Artemis' lover. And, you know, just how, how his death really affected everyone. Like, I mean... Like, like what Chris was talking about with, um, with Nightmare Monkeys, Wally's death affected Garfield even. He was a very, very big part of the team and, you know, that overall community. And we really got to see how that played out over time, even two years later. The fact that Dick still wasn't working with anyone. He, well, quote unquote, he was shirking his responsibility as a leader. He's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go on these missions and these little covert missions and then, you know, go about my merry way. Yeah. Maybe he did some spiral shit, just like going Agent Grayson on everyone and then just going back home and then not really giving a shit. And it took it took to private security for him to start giving a shit again. <laughs> Any final thoughts on the season at all, Austin?
3: For all of my negative reaction, it still gave me a reason to keep watching. Uh, I'm curious to see how Black Lightning is as a leader of the Justice League. He was one of the more interesting characters in this season. And I know next to nothing about Black Lightning, so it was really cool to see his story. I I still feel like they are going in in the right direction. I guess I just want to see less of the cartoony stuff, which feels like an unfair thing to ask for from a cartoon. But I don't know. I guess that's just how I feel.
1: That's you fair. wanted to hold to a maturity direction. If it's a mature content show, it should have mature content to a certain point. But if it wants to be more for children, then it should lean more towards that direction.
3: Yeah. Like yeah. Batman in the Animated Series was really good at that. Very yeah, true. Um, That's actually a is, really good correlation. Yeah, sure. Set the needle really well. But it's hard to pull off. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe they can. Maybe they can't. We'll see. Mm
0: hmm. That's true. We'll see. For me, obviously, no one is going to be surprised by this, but I really enjoyed this season. Young Justice is one of those series. Yeah, I pretty much watched it five times. Maybe more if you count how many times I rewatched the first half of the season during like Doom Patrol and everything um, before the second half came out. But I think just being back with this cast of characters and seeing how they have come from being like teenage proteges to protecting the world in the absence of their mentors to being, you know, standing side by side and working as equals with, as equal superheroes of the Justice League. Even if they're not necessarily in the spotlight, seeing that progression where they go from sidekick to hero to mentors now, where they're the ones who are raising heroes. They're the ones who are going on doing their own solo missions and they're taking on protégés. Seeing Artemis develop uh, some kind of rapport with, with Terra. Seeing Beast Boy and Cyborg getting cool. And even if Cyborg is older, Beast Boy is the more established hero and him being like a mentor there. Geo Force and Superboy. Artemis and Halo as well. But then there's Miss Martian and Halo. Nightwing was off and on. He was trying to go back and forth between like, I don't do teams anymore. And then like, okay, fine. I'm going to lead them. And then I'm going to dump them off on my friends again and then go off and do my own thing. I'm actually surprised that no one has brought this up yet, even though it was very public knowledge from the jump. But I really enjoyed seeing Calder's progression and him stepping into Aquaman and then being a leader of the Justice League, like something he really earned from the beginning of the series. I thought that was very cool to see. And again, it still feeds into the whole dynamic of them going from sidekicks to mentors and full-fledged heroes. My favorite hero this season, I'm actually going to go with Halo, which is... Funny considering that uh, everyone knows how much of a Nightwing fan that I am, but all the gore and the, the really unnecessary violence toward her aside, I thought she was a character whose story was really interesting and very well told. And having that arc, exploring that concept of, of the ghost in the machine, no, it's having the motherbugs, not the ghost in the show, <laughs> <laughs> having that concept explored of having this mother box possess this young body and then what it entails. I know in the original comics, it was just some blonde girl, but in this one, she's a, a Muslim refugee from a neighboring country. And all the, the identity that comes with that, and then even her not being sure that she is even a girl to begin with. And you know getting into the idea of gender identity and Muslim identity and, and all those aspects. I thought Halo was a very, very interesting character. I did like Forager. I thought Force was interesting, although I thought it was very smart, like Chris said, to have him have the heel turn. One, because everyone would have seen Tara coming if they were familiar with her from other media. All right, let's just get it over with. She's going to turn on them and then she's going to die. And then that didn't happen. And it ended up being making much more sense, especially for the purposes of the story, to bookend it with Brion really wanting to be the king of his country and really wanting to come back home. And his homecoming was, in fact, him coming back to retake it from his uncle, but at the cost of all of the relationships that he had built up over the season and over those last few months. So, yeah, to put it short, I, I enjoyed the season. My favorite episode was private security, just like Jose. My second favorite episode, however, was episode seven, the one that was about Vandal Savage. Evolution, I think, that one. Evolution, there we go. I believe that was the most important episode of the series, given that we got so much backstory on Vandal Savage and the whole reason for the light even existing, what the light even is. It's not simply just some Legion of Doom. We got the whole reasoning and the chess match between Vandal and Darkseid. And we understand now why those through lines of metahuman trafficking from Season 2 had come and continued into Season 3. In them using those, deploying them across the galaxy and trying to have this intergalactic warfare, which is why I'm glad they also didn't just tie up the dark side angle on this one, honestly, having granted goodness as the villain was good and they can save dark side for next season, which actually brings me, I wanted to come back to this question so that way we can all chime in on it together. What do you all think will happen next season? We did have that final shot with a very specific piece of jewelry.
1: You might as well
2: say it because I'm going to bring it up immediately. <laughs> and I don't remember what it is, so please remind me.
0: So the, we, we had the, the Legion of Superheroes flight ring was the right. final shot of the season. And for those who are not aware of the Legion of Superheroes, I believe Chris has a lot to say on that.
1: They are teens from the 31st century who are superheroes. They protect the United Planets and basically the universe as a whole, and they do a lot of time traveling. Essentially, what I think is going to happen is we're going to get the crossover to end all crossovers that's going to be kind of just a mini-crisis of some sort because their time is going away somehow. Something ridiculous like that is going to happen. I feel like there's going to be a fight or an argument about a brainiac being involved because they have Brainiac 5, and he's going to have to explain his entire like life and how he's not a Brainiac, but he's a Brainiac. He's not going <laughs> to destroy <laughs> Superman, but eh, there's going to be things there. And yeah, he has a 12th level intellect. Yeah, he has a 12th level intellect. Why would he want to do that? And I think that they're going to actually kind of ruminate with the entire idea of time travel and the issues with that. But yeah, I'm really excited to see what Black Lightning as a leader is going to look like and what a uh, smaller team is gonna look like. But I think the Legion of Superheroes is gonna loom large, and we're gonna see the Fatal Five, and that's gonna be very much something I'm invested in.
0: That'd be dope. This is an open question. Why do you guys think that the Legion of Superheroes would be appearing now, given back how the season Island. played out? Well, I mean, in-universe. <laughs> that would be awesome, but also in-universe. In-
1: no, I stand by that.
0: I, uh, well,
2: I guess there's some maybe something with there. that anti-life equation that happens oh true next season that'll be the catalyst or something fucking up the future so they have to go back in time be like hey guys you didn't stop dark side so we got to come in and help you guys sort this shit
0: out i'm wondering if it has anything to do with superboy going public with his identity
2: oh i forgot about that oh good point maybe he'll join them maybe he's like you know what i'm not down with the outsides anymore i'll just join you guys and kind of like spearhead that team that's a good point
0: well, because it kind of fits with his character that he just connects with all these other random ancillary characters. Like he, him being with the Forever People, him being with the Genomorphs, all the straight characters that he attracts. It would just kind of make sense that they would just come in and just be like, hey, you're Superboy. We know about you. You should join I mean, us. he
1: is a Genomorph.
0: Yeah. But also, I, I think... And correct me if I'm wrong, aren't the Legion usually inspired by Superboy, even though it's usually Clark? Yeah, Yeah. inspired by Superboy Clark. Yeah, so I wonder if him going public in this universe and having it be Connor would have them like inspired by him instead of Superman proper. Yeah. And also, I'm wondering if they give Superboy a, a Legion fight ring to complete his arc and maybe step up as Superman when the time comes. Austin, What do you think, or what are you looking forward to in the next season? I know you touched on it a little bit earlier.
3: I feel like I want more of the Bat Family because we only got glimpses of Batwoman, Cassandra Cain, you know, Red Hood. I would like to see more of those characters and how they interact. And i like, and I kind of want to know where Batman's going to fit into all this because he's been lying to 90% of the Justice League up to this point in the last season. <laughs> are they going to trust him again if so what concessions is he going to have to make that's something i mean you know it shouldn't be the main plot because this isn't batman show this is a show about teen titans and the justice league but i think it would be an interesting subplot in the next season yeah i think that would be cool
0: How long do you guys think the next time skip is going to be? Because we've had a five-year time skip and a two-year time skip. So there's effectively been about seven, eight years in time of this series. I really hope there's no time skip.
2: Yeah, I think it either be like a few months maybe, but I don't think as big as the other seasons at least because there's a lot of things they're dealing with presently like the Geo Force taking over markovia the whole legion of superheroes and it's going to take them like three years to get here that seems like a little much maybe a few months to a year okay
3: but like i don't see them doing like as big of a time job gotcha it looks like the light is like ramping up to you know execute their end game too i mean at the end you see vandal savage talking to dark side the way i interpreted it, it was like they have all their ducks on in- in a row and they're ready to go so i think it probably won't be too much farther into the future
0: okay that's fair i guess it would probably make sense to not have too much of a time skip one because of like like jose you said everything that's going to happen and everything's ramping up like austin said and just kind of just getting to the point like there's too much that it would just be weird to just delay it again does anyone have any final thoughts on the season at all? Any Anything that they remember that they thought was cool, interesting, stupid?
2: Well, I think they should hire more black people to voice some characters. Because Kerry Payton is carrying the load for like all
0: <laughs> Yeah. He
2: really is. I second though, He really is. Like, really? You can't find any more brother stuff? Like, they had one other kid to voice Cyborg, and that's it. Like, but literally you know, every other black character was.
3: Where's Phil
0: Lamar? philomar was in yeah, one episode because he was, he was, he's aquaman well i'm sorry oh, he, right. he's he's king Orin. i forgot he's no longer yeah. aquaman but he's king Orin.
2: yeah have him some voice voice some characters and not just like blatantly carry paint
0: yeah he's got a very distinctive voice <laughs> yep you can see it a mile away also they're very it's very funny when you hear him talking to himself chris any final thoughts
1: less easter eggs more real things true you have mentioned
0: before you're not a fan of easter eggs i'm not give me the character or give me nothing out of it fair point
3: Austin, any final thoughts on the season? Please take out the gore. I mean, look, I like uh, slasher movies as much as the next guy. I don't want to see the inner workings of Cyborg's face. Don't need it. Don't need to see it.
0: Or Not like the, part, or like the the, the the part of that where Halo died like once a week. Yeah, well, like after with Lobo, where she got like mauled like repeatedly.
3: Yeah, like, I could even, I could do without that.
0: Yeah, even in like what was it, episode three when she got her face burned off by the by um plasmas.
3: Like this isn't the boys, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. It was definitely jarring. I think it worked in some scenes, in others it was too much. I've already said that the violence with Halo was a lot. It worked in, you know, low doses. Like I think when with the assassination of the king and queen, that was fine. But then like if a character got injured, like Cheshire got shot and like she was bleeding and that makes sense. You know, if other characters get harmed, that makes sense. But like having it just be like, you know, all this like Halloween style gore or not Halloween style, all this slash remover gore, like you said, Austin, that's that's understandable. Maybe maybe toning it down. I, I wouldn't say like just get rid of all the, of, of it, but like scale it back, scale it back. Let's 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 not go Zack Snyder here.
3: No more blood. Well, they had blood in the first. I'm, just, the first kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: I mean no I guess no more guts and gore. There
3: we go. Yeah. There um, will be blood. More like there will not be blood anymore, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, does anyone have any ratings for the season?
3: I give it a seven out of ten.
0: Okay. So Austin gives it a seven. I think I'm gonna go with an eight point- oh, sorry.
1: I stand by the nine out of ten I gave
0: it. Nine out of ten. Jose?
2: I'm gonna go somewhere in the middle and go an eight
0: point five. out of 10. I am actually with Chris on this one, nine out of 10. All right, so I believe we can expand this conversation a little bit. So, since the turn of the decade, DC Comics has had an extremely strong presence on the small screen, spanning nearly 10 different networks and or streaming platforms. I'd like to discuss the highs and lows of the 2010s for DC's television projects. Uh, So I wanna start with Jose what What have been some of your favorite shows from the DC comics and from the from like two thousand ten till now? Outside of Young Justice? Let's see. So outside of Young Justice
2: um it's for me, it's mainly been the ones on the CW and the DC Universe shows that I've been the more focused on. okay uh, so for the CW, they've had their highs and lows a couple of years. like Arrow, for example, started out with two great first seasons then three and four were just shit. Then 5 was really good again. Then 6 was, ugh, again. And 7 was, oh, eh, somewhere in the middle. 8 has been really solid just when they focus on the future stuff for a loop. And now they did some try and travel fuckery to bring the future kids into the present. The Flash is another show that I've been keeping up with. I think had a amazing first season. Season 2, I enjoyed it enough. I liked it a lot. 3 was the one that they started going downhill it's like savitar and then the whole twist of like it's very from the future and it's a remnant so it was all super weird then we got the season four bad guy that was the thinker that was like okay I, you're trying to do a not speedster villain and sometimes it works sometimes it didn't then last season was the worst cw villain i've ever seen on television cicada <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that that was, like, he should have been a villain of the week. There were literally episodes where, like, he got away just because he can be the in the season finale. They could have easily taken him out like, quite a few episodes in. There were literally a moment where, like, they threw, like, his dagger into out of space. They could have cuffed him, and he could have been captured. But, nope, he got away for no fucking reason. Barry didn't think to use his, like, super speed. Cisco didn't use his five powers. Nothing. I was like, you just let him get away just for shit. i like, you fucking kidding me? That's bullshit. Preach yes <laughs> this season at least has gotten they've been more smart about it this season they split it up into pre-crisis and post-crisis For supergirl it had like a wonky it, it was finding its footing in the first season it had a lot of like ham-fisted girl power messages that were just like i can do this because i'm a girl and i'm a and, I, and woman can do anything and yeah which is a little too on the nose sometimes but eventually it like found its groove season two was okay Three was also okay. I think four is when they really started to find their place. They began to do more social commentary stuff. So that's when they introduced the Sons of Liberty, where they kind of like had the more social commentary on immigration using uh, alien refugees as kind of like the example for real world stuff. Agent Liberty was like kind of like working behind the scenes, being like this kind of like instigator for anti immigrant alien immigrant policies and then we had like lex luther like channeling everything in the background and that was really cool to see and they've kind of gone in a similar trend this season huh not as much as last season but they have done a lot of social commentary stuff the power of the press like the importance of getting the truth out there and that sort of stuff so i think in the, these past two seasons supergirl has really like found their footing as to what their niche is instead of like hand fisting girl power girl power i can do anything because i'm a woman yeah. For Legends of Tomorrow, I think that one, it was also trying to find its footing in the first season, just like pummeling all these side characters from all the other shows and finding what to do with them. And then in seasons two and three and going forward, they found their place. They're basically like a PG-13 version of Doom Patrol. They're just these wonky (laughs) characters going on crazy adventures. They're fighting unicorns and fairy godmothers. And they've done really well with all the supporting characters. They brought Constantine back from his cancel show, and he's really brought a new element to it that helps him live out the adventures he couldn't live out in his own show that got canceled.
0: That's fair. Legends of Tomorrow seems like the most fun CW show, like like in terms of the Arrowverse. It is. Yeah, it's super like, bonkers it, 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 and wild. It wow. just looks super fun. Like I, I know I turned my nose up at did a little. A bit because i felt that they were just did a disservice to vandal savage but otherwise it just seems like a really fun every other clip i've seen from it has just been hilarious
1: well they don't even deal with vandal savage that much after like what the first two seasons
2: no just the first season they, they're feeding first season and that and that was the weakest season the first one where they're still trying to figure out what this show is really going to be about yeah Once but they, like
1: outside of their collaborations with the other shows it's a really good show yeah the less they deal with anybody else in the Arrowverse, the better off it is because they <laughs> yeah. actually, no, but seriously, they build out these really fun adventures that you see them go on and like they're ridiculous.
2: Yeah. And they even, like, make they're fun just of time the
1: traveling back and from the future and into the past. And they go on all these wild, like timed and space dependent adventures that are just honestly ridiculous, honestly yeah, wild.
2: There's the, and literally an episode where like they go to like Viking times and the Vikings end up worshiping this like uh, stuffed doll that looks like a Kirby called Bebo. And then in the season finale, they fight a demon, and they, and then they turn into they b- basically do like a a Voltron or a Power Rangers move where they all merge together to form a giant Bebo It's defeat a giant. Bebo. <laughs> it's
0: that Call god, dude, All callbacks. Oh god! So so, so it's basically Doom Patrol meets Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. but PG thirteen and then pg 13 yeah
1: yeah it's uh it's time travel that you can trust because it's not barry <laughs> yeah. yep.
2: and on the next one black lightning uh i think it's going on in the second or third season now and that one has been consistent it's done a lot of like social commentary and a lot of uh more urban issues in, within the black community and sort of how to em- like everybody embracing their identity who they are Finding the roots and then fighting for others within your community. So that's a lot. That's kind of what their kind of like niche message is. And for Batwoman, who just started, it's also in that starting, it's basically lesbian arrow at this point. So Kate Kane is basically trying to do the kind of the same. Like Supergirl, there was a lot of like ham fisted girl power moves. Like I remember this one line it's like, oh, you need to fix the back suit. It's like, oh, why? It's literally perfect. It will be when it fits a woman. It's like, oh, okay, really on the nose there. Like, I feel like a better line would been like, it will be when it fits me. Just like her being a badass and doing her thing. But I can see it's a CW, so of course they got to make their point as clear as possible just so they can just like... But I think eventually we'll find its footing. So I have hopes for this show. This season's been okay so far, so I'm curious to see where it goes.
0: Um, you, any other series or things that you wanted to talk about or are there any well are there any shows that you chose to step away from
2: so for me ones that i stepped away from were probably like that are currently ongoing or ones that have been canceled too well either or let's see i tried a couple episodes of lucifer just felt like another like cop serial show like a lot of the ones like i don't know like fringe uh, sleepy hollow all those neat shows that's like there's a cop working with this like person or being that's from that's maybe some supernatural powers and they team up to solve mysteries i feel like i've seen that enough that i'm like i'm good preacher i kind of stopped like after the first season i thought the first season was okay super wonky but i was like eh not really for me uh same thing with i think i zombie i catch two episodes and then just didn't want to check it out again uh gotham actually stuck through because it was just wonky it was bizarre it was an outspoken story and i just went this is so fucking crazy and weird i just want to see where this thing is going
0: <laughs> um austin are there any shows w- what are some of the shows outside of young justice that have really um have been a part of your watching and your um consumption of, of since since 2010
3: watching Watchmen. it's interesting uh I think it's amazing that they are able to not have a lot of the same vigilantes that they had in the original comics and still make you care about the main characters that are in it. Yeah, Um, I really like the fact that they're touching on the social issues of today, putting their own spin on it. Yeah, Uh, very on brand. And I don't think I can say too much else because I think I'm going to slip and accidentally reveal a spoiler. So I'll just say that I like where it's going. How do you feel
0: about the cast? Like, who, Who's your favorite actor or actress? Let me, let me say that since we don't want to get into spoiler territory.
3: Gina King's been awesome. I mean, I only saw her in The Leftovers, and she was a minor underutilized character on that show. But you can tell that she can be a leading lady. In the show, she has a presence to her.
2: Yeah, I think all the women in this show are really like they are the probably the most interesting characters. Her, um, Agent Blake, like all, like basically all the female characters.
3: Yeah, I've tried really hard to keep up with the Arrowverse, but there's so many episodes that are so subpar and boring that I just can't do it.
2: Totally understand. There are definitely those filler episodes, man.
3: I, I, from I, I mean I haven't I haven't seen any Black Lightning. I tried to get into Batwoman. I was like, oh this no no thank you. I'm good. It, it, just I don't know. I I I what Jose said about the girl power is extremely valid. But I think you see that throughout the CW is they want to be hashtag woke instead of actually like tackling uh, real social justice issues. They like to pretend that they are when they're not really, and that's what I've seen with Supergirl throughout the episodes that I've seen. Again, I haven't seen Black Lightning, so I can't comment on that. But the the hashtag woke is just so cringeworthy that I can't I can't do it anymore. I can't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a,
2: that's fair. That's a good point that, to watch.
1: Black Lightning, Black Lightning is the one show. I will say that you can tell Greg Berlanti is not allowed in the writing room. I've said that before, but I reiterate that. You can tell he's not allowed in the writing room because, like, it's very much, it's very black-coded.
0: Yeah, night and day. You You can see the difference.
1: And there's also, it's also got a good amount of queer coding, especially since there is a major character who is a lesbian, so...
3: Actually, I, re- I was watching a little bit of Black Lightning like at the end of an episode, and I was like, oh, wow, they actually have good acting and, and dialogue in this.
0: Absolutely, I, yes. I, I, didn't
3: know, I didn't know that was possible for a CW show outside of Crazy ex- Ex-Girlfriend. You know, er- Arrow the Flash, Supergirl, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman. Terrible acting, terrible dialogue, terrible writing just awful. I just, and it's either the only reason that I'm, I've tried so many times to get back into it is because they are characters that I would like to see in live action, but it's just so bad. I can't do it anymore. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm wasting it. my time. That's
0: valid. Uh, have you gotten a chance to take a look at any of the DC universe outside of, um, outside of young justice?
3: I saw the first two episodes of Titans, very violent, <laughs> <laughs> this is not
2: your your 2003 Teen Titans.
0: Yeah, it's it's um, it's definitely not not the cartoon. <laughs>
3: I I've only seen two episodes, so I don't know if I have an opinion on whether it's ju- justified or not. But like right now, it seems like a huge mistake. But I don't know. I mean, you've least... only seen
2: the first two of the first season, right?
3: Yeah, I've only seen okay. the first two. Um yeah. the acting is better than the CW, but that's not really a compliment, because the CW <laughs> is trash. <laughs> I mean, Austin, what am I always telling you? Uh, a bar is still... A bar you have to clear? Yep. A low bar, yeah. A <laughs> low bar is still a bar you have to clear?
2: Yeah. So, Titans has been interesting, because I feel like they were also just finding their footing. I feel like that shows, like, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of the DC Yeah. yeah. The first yeah. couple episodes are still, like little weird especially with Robin and the fuck Batman line like you have to like really get used to these like this new version of the Teen Titan Raven being this like emo goth girl she's always like help me huh? or like need saving uh starfire is not the naive like innocent foreigner that we know her from the cartoon show she's a uh, more she's actually much closer
0: to the comics oh is she yeah, yeah. she's much closer to the comics in this show actually
2: well I will say I'm glad that they changed her outfit because for- I did yes. I was not I was not feeling the 70s hook around season one just that was like that wig is clearly fake like let's let's fix this up and i'm glad they did absolutely
0: yeah one thing i'll definitely say about titans is it's very much a slow burn it's very much a slow burn so like you're gonna get things that you want to see very late into the seasons and it's really trying to it's, it's really working on world building and just again like jose is saying getting people used to this incarnation being a a a tvma incarnation as opposed to like a pt-13 or pg or even teen titans go but like it's trying to take its subject matter seriously and sometimes it can border on almost parody but when it when it's good it's really good but when it's not you definitely feel it
2: also i feel like for me this like past season has been a little uneven at times like when it goes back and forth between like flashback episodes and Like, at least I feel like season one had a clear through line. Like, it was all about, like, Raven and everybody's relation with her all the way to the episode, including season two, episode one, which I'm counting as a real finale. I don't count season 11, uh, episode 11 as a finale. Yeah. But yeah, this current season has been, like, a little all over the place. We had, like, the things that's going on with, like, Deathstroke and then the club with Project Cadmus and then thing with Starfire Sisters so it's been all, all over the place like i don't even is it going to be about Cadmus is it going to be a, a Deathstroke? is it going to be something completely different i don't know
0: and that's the show kind was of what just really, really
2: overstuffed
0: yeah yeah
2: think,
0: yeah it's kind of falling into the young justice issue without actually juggling it as well as young justice has done in yeah. the past
2: Yeah, so that's, like, my issue with the season. But, like, there's some really good episodes this season. Like, the Jericho episode has been my favorite of the whole show overall. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, yeah, I just kind of wish that, like, at least if they go with season three, they streamline that story more. Just make it about, like, one clear thing. Instead of, like, all these five
0: different things going on at once. Uh, Austin, have you seen any of Doom Patrol? No. The
3: woman that turns into, like, a glob really grossed me out so much that I, <laughs> I can't I can't watch it. I understand. I'm yeah. I'm too repulsed. I understand. <laughs> the thing is, like the mere the mere sighting. yeah, not even that, but the fact that I know she can do that is too much for me. <laughs> That's unacceptable. So sorry, can't can't do it. Can't do it.
0: That's okay. It. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Any and any other shows that you know even if even if they've already ended that you that you got to watch that you liked from the last few years anything that surprised you that you didn't think you would like or things that just you've already talked about what shows have repulsed you
3: the boys repulses me too but it's good <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh Chris what are some of the shows that you got into for the last from 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 2010 till now I'm happy you got it. um <laughs> I
1: don't I don't watch Teen Titans Go unless it's just on television. How do I put this? I I have shows that I watch in the background while I cook. Yeah. So I will watch Vanderpump Rules or The Real Housewives of Atlanta or New York while I cook. And I will yeah. have that on in the background. Teen Titans Go is of that elk. Not something I pay a particularly high amount of attention to, but it's good background noise for me. That's, I, that's fair. I have however seen that movie and that movie is hilarious. So yes. I kind of regret partially saying that, but not enough that I'm going to go seek it out. It is what it is. I will watch Adventure Time or the regular show before I watch Teen Titans Go. But fair. Yeah, I digress. Um The Flash, Arrow, The Flash and DC's Legends of Tomorrow and Black Lightning, I like all of those. I like Arrow, but I don't love Arrow. The Flash is just very hit or miss with me. DC Legends of Tomorrow and Black Lightning are amazing to me though. Black Lightning specifically, just like, I said this earlier that you can tell Greg Berlanti is not allowed in the writer's room and because it's how black it is, and it's blacky black 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 black. <laughs> so. Like more black than Luke Cage? More black than the other side of your pillow when you don't leave it out in the sun. (sighs) Let me tell you. Cool like the other side of the pillow. But no, I really like that. I really like Cress Williams. I always wondered just like how this guy hasn't had a bigger career because he is such a qualified actor. Um, DC Legends of Tomorrow is just hilarious. Titans has been a slow burn. That entire first season is a slow burn. Even when you get to the midpoint. Like, when you get to the midpoint of that season, it, you start to see where everything's going. They have to do so much world building yeah. because of how they want to build out their world. And then Doom Patrol is just so... It's like a level of slapstick that isn't slapstick, but it's, like, hilarious nonetheless. And it's serious, and it takes itself seriously.
0: Yeah. I don't think I've laughed as hard at, like, a, a show that... Like, a, a quote-unquote serious show in a while. Yeah. That shit had me rolling.
1: And it just makes like such ridiculous jokes that they don't step away from at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. Like you cannot back off of a joke that you make, just like you cannot back off of
2: certain takes. Because if you do, then you're showing weakness. Like but, also to give you some background on Doom Patrol. They had the first episode had a donkey farting a message for the team. <laughs> Literally far turned into a (laughs) message. There was an episode with a bi-curious street. A street, literally just a street that had all these like genderqueer installations, people living there, and just had like, it could talk to people via the sign. And my favorite episode of asses eating people. You've heard of (laughs) eating booty, now get ready for booty to eat you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and also the rat. Oh, in the rat,
2: yeah. Oh, in the cockroach right. that like wants to avenge his
0: family. Yes. The, yeah. yeah, the rat the rat and the cockroach the alliance. That was fucking hilarious.
1: Whenever I watch Doom Patrol, I always go and I say, This is what men in Black movies should have been after yes. this two. Yes. Like they should have been this wild. Oh man. I've never watched Lucifer. I saw the first episode of Pennyworth and that was trash. I, I should have said that earlier I should have said that I have a frame of reference for this I didn't like it I don't understand why you make the show I just don't get it
2: Just give me a Batman show at that point, you know Fuck yeah. it, who cares I, It's the same people who made Gotham If that clears anything up
1: That that does, it just means that it's worse Than I was giving the credit <laughs> for I didn't know that part Alright, I think Gotham is hammy And it knows it's hammy So like it's fine but like that show is trying to take itself seriously, and that's yeah. sad because Alfred deserves better. <laughs> R.I.P. Alfred. Um, Watchmen is brilliant, but Watchmen is brilliant because it's going so far away from the book material that, and it has like it clearly has a path that it wants to go down. And that's the thing. Like if you have no idea what you want to do with your uh, the content that you're gonna make, like you're just gonna go any which way. But they clearly said we want to use some of the reference points for this from this con book and from this movie. And then we want to go and take this other side, take this story that's just insane. We want to talk about the Black Wall Street, and we want to bring these things together and see what we can blossom out of that. I literally, I think all the, like, little things, the squids, the squid rain is hilarious. The people hating Oklahoma. Yeah. Black Oklahoma, actually. Let me just rephrase that. Black Oklahoma. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I think that that's pr- it's a very dope show. I mean, I've said this before, they're doing what I wish Marvel would have done with the Fantastic Four, which is just throw it on like premium cable and let someone with a proven track record run it. So it's working right now. It's working for the people. So got to give the people what they want. They clearly like this. Um, I watched a good amount of Krypton and Krypton was good. Krypton reminded me of uh, Smallville in a weird way, not with like the concept itself, but just like, the feel like it just felt like a show that knew it was bigger and it was gonna lead to something bigger but was giving you background and frame a reference and things like that to work with but uh yeah no I think I think that the DC shows are vastly better even when they're terrible than the movies because a lot of people just haven't put as many thought as much thought into the movies in the past with a couple of exceptions clearly and in, in my opinion Shazam and in Wonder Woman, and I think that they're on a the right direction. I will say this, and this is going to sound like a hot take. I do not like any of the Crisis episodes.
0: Da- interesting.
1: I think that they're worthless. The
2: crossover episodes for. Yeah, Wait.
1: I think that it, that's just like hype promotion. I think the first time you do it is fine and it's cool. But like if you just keep going back to the same well and thinking people are just going to keep drinking that water, then. You- Welcome to but, the Marvel Cinematic.
0: Universe. I mean, <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm. true. But honestly, I also think that like they promote this for so long and they like layer in so many comic booky things and they're they don't they don't wet my whistle. But, you know, the last one was interesting, but the last one just felt like they were going to just try and use it as a backdoor pilot for some other shows.
2: Oh, Which, yeah. <laughs> like that woman. Yeah. right. Yeah, the the, very the, bright the last one movie. was blatantly a backdoor pilot to that one.
1: Yeah. I also really don't like Supergirl. Damn. but that has to do it's for the similar reasons you guys brought up and at times i think that that can be fine and it can work i like calista flockhart as an actress she's not in the show anymore so i have less of a reason to watch i don't like the girl i don't like the woman that plays supergirl i just it must a nice yeah i just don't but i got beefs with like anybody that's been on glee also fair (laughs) yeah so the
2: flash and like
1: yeah if you're a non-minority actor that's done a glee show i'm not as interested in you i'm just not
0: that's understandable yeah uh any other any other shows any final any final takes on
2: i have no desire to watch the green arrow spin-off the canaries with like (laughs) like because like the future stuff (laughs) with like Oliver's daughter and their kids is the least interesting part of, like, last season and this season. Yeah, that makes no sense. Zero interest to watch a spin-off on them. Like, no thank you. They're basically just, like, gender-swapped Oliver and Felicity. It's just more annoying. It's just, like, more cringy. It's like, I don't care about any of your characters. You all suck. You're just basically rip-offs of your parents. Nobody cares. The Superman and Lois spinoff, I'm curious. About, cause it's almost like, okay, what do you guys do now? I feel like you did most of like Superman storylines in the CW universe with Supergirl. So what's it well, like? Well, aren't they the... having a kid? Yeah, I guess him having a kid, I guess, in the more recent comic books where Lois and Clark have raised a family. Yeah. So I guess
0: there's potential there. Um... This is giving me serious Lois and Clark throwback vibes. <laughs>
3: yeah. Green Lantern is making their parents... Oh, yeah. oh Lord! Oh, thank and you. He's, awesome. And he's already, about. he's already in the Arrowverse, so. True. Yep. That's a foregone conclusion.
2: I am excited to see the Green Lantern live action show. I wonder yeah. what they do with that. If they can get it to, if they can do it in, with the same budget that they did Mandalore, then I think we're in good hands. But yeah, it's also got Greg Berlanti behind it, so we'll see what happens there.
1: Oh, the writer of the Green Lantern movie?
2: Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> and writer of every other DC show out there, live action. Mm-hmm never forget. so yeah i hope he learned his lesson from the movie and i mean well it's greg berlandi so i feel like if they do hal probably hal hal and carol have some have a drama going on but i'm hoping it's mainly just space adventure and hardly any time
0: on earth so kind of like the, the animated series yeah
2: basically yeah just redo the animated series
1: the animated series was great it didn't end well but like that's not anybody's specifics no that's the writer's fault who are we kidding you gotta blame someone. <laughs> I Zombie fundamentally ended better.
0: Uh, I think I'm one of the few people who didn't watch Swamp Thing. Gone yeah, too that
2: soon. Was, yeah, not gone too soon over a technicality. That had yeah. a lot of potential to like would go some interesting places. The makeup work on Swamp Thing, the monster, was really well done. Yeah, the storyline seemed like it was going, but yeah, it was just cut too soon because of a damn accounting error.
0: Yikes. All right, well, I don't have much more to say on the shows that I haven't already. I mean... I've kept up with most of the cartoons. The only one I haven't really seen is DC Superhero Girls, and I didn't really, like, religiously watch Justice League action. It was something that I've watched with my brothers sometimes when when they were watching it, but I didn't, like, seek it out. I have effectively given up on the CW Arrowverse, with the exception of Black Lightning, but I've been catching Black Lightning on streaming as opposed to keeping up with it week-to-week. The only things that I have kept up week-to-week are the DC Universe shows, and the Watchmen show so far as they were coming out i was watching green lantern the animated series i was watching beware the batman which i thought that cartoon network had issues with with a show that didn't have batman until that got canceled so (laughs) fuck me very much yeah (laughs) Uh,
1: i will um, say this by the way um the cw's had a deal with netflix in which basically at the end of every like cw show at the end of the season, they go and they immediately just throw it on Netflix.
0: Yeah. And
1: those shows get so much social media buzz from that. And because people stream most of their television nowadays, right? Yeah. I think that's how, like, any of these shows that are on the cw that have gotten second seasons when you don't think that they will have gotten second seasons i honestly think that that's how any all these eros shows have been able to stay around for as long as they have so that's like a major asset in their favor that's why also how you wind up with like lucifer on there too i think that that needs to be a thing that we all remember that yeah yeah i wonder how they're gonna do with yeah even uh... young justice yeah, yeah, especially yeah. Young Justice. Especially Young Justice is the epitome of that. Got the Young,
2: revival, because yeah. of the Netflix yeah. rewatch. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know Justice. what they're going to do with... um Now, because I know for, like, they mentioned with, like, the newer shows that just came out. So, like, Batwoman and the Green Arrow spinoff, those are going to go to right to HBO Max instead of Netflix. Yeah. I'm curious to see how if that still works in their favor.
0: That's a good question. I mean, you can also stream this, them on the CW website and app. So like they're not gonna lose the stream. They're not gonna lose as much streaming, but because it's but Netflix, more people have Netflix
1: than they do have uh, direct cable programs to get that
0: in America.
1: Yeah, in America, or will be the willingness to pay for like a CW streaming platform on its own.
0: Well, the CW streaming platform is free. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Well, that yeah. is. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I think they just let you keep up with the current season, though.
2: Yeah, oh. I think they like they only, and they only have like the first few episodes that have aired so basically if you want to you i don't think you can watch the whole season in the cwc app you can watch like maybe like the season finale and the two before it
0: yeah hmm. the streaming has been a very <laughs> big part of a lot of these shows in general yeah and honestly just the way that it has affected entertainment as a whole over the last decade it's been a huge game changer i mean like all these different streaming services that have come have popped up i mean disney's got one hbo has like six Uh, (laughs) uh, there's Netflix of course there's Hulu Uh, everyone's coming up with their own streaming service now and the presence of online has been a lifesaver. I it's brought back series like like Young Justice. It's done things like Veronica Mars. Uh, I think people were trying to get Firefly to come back even though that, that ended with Serenity. And now we're getting a new version called The Mandalorian. Are there any final thoughts that we have on the series or or just an open question before we do Hot Take City? Chris, you touched on this a bit, but what do you think outside of streaming? Do you think streaming has been the main contributing factor to the success of certain shows versus other shows that have died? or or, or do you you think there are other factors involved
1: i think streaming is like a big part of that because you know television is basically just giant marketing campaigns at the end of the day and if you aren't able to get it on the first go-around streaming is kind of like that second backup go-around that you get so a lot of shows airverse shows um actually i'm going to use a different example riverdale was like it wasn't dead in the water it had another season but it really picked up the summer after its first season because Mm. it was on netflix so quickly afterwards that people were able to get the second chance to watch it and now every time there's an episode on people are on social media tweeting about it but the summers after like the season is over people are still tweeting about it and it's a constant like uh attention grab for it because it's more readily available on netflix when it comes out so i think it's kind of like a an extra breath of life and for these shows just to get a chance to actually stay around and keep in the zeitgeist it keeps it in the zeitgeist a lot more than it back when we were younger
0: jose austin do are you in agreement with Chris? Do you think there are any additional factors to the success of specific shows and the uh, failure of others? I mean, sometimes
2: it's just what resonates with people. Like, Powerless got canceled after a few episodes. That show wasn't going anywhere. Uh, Constantine, I think it was just on the raw network, to be honest. MVC and the time slot it had, it was the overall premise was a little too similar to shows like Supernatural that it didn't really stick out. Mm. Other than that, it's been like like if showrunners really try, instead of just like doing like uh what we mentioned, just reboots or like sequel shows to other shows, unless they they either go the way of they really try hard to tell a good story, or it's a bunch of nostalgia tricks and like, hey, remember what you liked about the last show? Well, here's more of that to remind you how much you love that other show now now that
0: you have to watch this show. Fair. Uh Austin?
3: It's gonna be interesting to see how DC Universe shakes out because this is the only streaming service that is completely about a comic book venture, whereas their biggest rivals, Marvel, are part of Disney+. I think it doesn't make too much sense to have HBO have a slice of the pie and then also have DC Universe. I mean, and also like... I look at all these shows that, some of which we talked about, some of which we haven't. DC is all over the place, and it's pretty hard to get every single DC show because there's so many different network streaming services, whereas Marvel is in the umbrella of Disney ABC. So it's a lot easier to even know which Marvel shows are on, which Marvel shows exist. So we'll ha- we'll have to see. I kind of like kind of like DC Universe is kind of your go-to for some of their more off-brand shows. But I think if they want DC Universe to work, they should have all of their shows on DC Universe or some kind of package. DC Universe at the very least should have every DC show and available. Movie. If I want to watch Pennyworth, because I'm weird, I should be able to. <laughs> I should be able to see it on DC Universe. That's fair.
0: Does anyone read any of the comics on DC Universe? Because I feel like that's the main differentiating factor that it has compared to the other uh, streaming services. I have been when I can.
1: I haven't been reading as much DC stuff, so you gotta. (laughs) It's not my fault the X-Men went and decided to, you know, start their own country
0: (laughs) and retcon like everyone. All right, then I think we are ready to head into Hot Take City. So... Ben, you didn't say shit. Don't jump on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, speaking of, what's your hot
1: take of the day? You already heard my hot take. I don't... I think that all the crossover episodes are shit. And yeah, I stand by that. That shall be my hot take of the day. I layered it in earlier just because I thought it was necessary to do as soon as I thought it was appropriate i'm gonna be very brief on hot takes for a while here nothing has really caught my eye i'm also teaching children how to do hot takes in my spare time Yay. as volunteer work oh
3: my God. so if
1: you would like to learn about making hot takes tweet at me at cwlkr20 and i will give you an assignment and i will not steal your take because that is rude Amen. I don't like when people steal other people's tape. Disrespectful. But yeah. That is that's what I have to go with.
2: Okay.
0: Jose, what's your hot take of the day?
2: I feel like it's nothing too spicy like i like i feel like dc universe is gonna go away we're just gonna get everything on hbo max so i feel like the the main difference between like a dc universe subscription and an hbo subscription is just the comic content otherwise you can just probably so depending on i don't think it's like successful enough that doom patrols are already going on there oh yeah oh yeah i'm yeah, I, have, I have zero to no interest in any arrow show Arrowverse spinoffs spin-offs like I'm glad Arrow's ending that's had its run. So good to put that behind me. And I feel like, yeah, a lot of these shows should just like come to their natural conclusions and bring about fresh blood somebody else who's like fucking Greg Berlanti for god's sakes yeah like get some fresh blood and get me and Chris in there to write the Green Lantern show yes I'm telling you we will make that shit epic like just we will make that shit hot we are gonna have so
1: little time travel in that show that you're gonna be like wow you guys are staying in one time we're gonna be like yeah we don't we don't fuck with that shit
2: Exactly. So you no know, flashbacks, flash forward shit.
1: God damn it, Barry will not be a phrase we use.
0: Yep. All right. well, so my hot take of the day is that Jeffrey Epstein is a Palpatine clone. I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Um, I I honestly don't have a much of a hot take. Um, I I do agree with what Jose said though. The DC universe is probably just going to end up becoming Marvel Unlimited, the equivalent of that, where it's just mostly going to be the comics. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think we're I think we're we're wrapping up here. So uh, Austin Hall, where can people find you on social media?
3: Twitter at ADWAustin, Instagram at A-Hall3234. Awesome,
0: awesome. Jose, where can people find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at S-H-1-T-J-A-Y-L-O-W. Says and on Instagram at JDLA92.
0: Mr. Walker, where can people find you? Well, thank you, Brandon.
1: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CWLKR20. All right,
0: and you can find me at BCKESSO on Twitter and on Instagram at LD Chocolate. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We'll see you next time. And now for the fact check.
1: Hey everyone. This is Chris with the fact check on today's episode originally recorded on November 18th, 2019. Black Lightning is currently on its third season on the CW and previous to Crisis on Infinite Earths was largely separated from the Arrowverse. Victor Stone becomes cyborg in the comics via advanced prosthetics implanted by his father after an accident which kills his mother. During the grand DC retcon called the New 52, it was changed to a mother box. The original outsiders in the comics from the 1980s are Geoforce, Katana, Halo, Looker, Metamorpho, Black Lightning, and Batman, formed when Mr. Wayne was on the outs with the Justice League. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening.
0: And that's our show. NerdCraft Nation is a partner of the Pub Square and is hosted by Austin Hall, Jose Lopez, Brandon Kessily, and Chris Walker. Our theme music was composed by Daniel Ferris. If you would like to keep up with the show, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdcraft Nation, like us on Facebook, or subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Be sure to leave a review if you can. If you would like to send us a voice message, please check our show notes for a link to our voicemail inbox.